Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the Fan Sided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Adam Patrick. All right, welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, the official podcast for thevikingage.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for the Viking Age. Before we get started today, make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at the Viking Age, and you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash the Viking Age. All right, joining me today is Chris Shad. He writes for us here at the Viking Age. And if you listened to this before, he's been on past episodes. So welcome back to the show, Chris. Hey, Adam, what's going on? Oh, you know, just enjoying uh, another Super Bowl without the Vikings playing in it. Um, All right, so Saturday night, the NFL held their annual awards ceremony, and unfortunately the night wasn't too great if you're a Vikings fan. Uh, We'll start off with this. The Offensive Rookie of the Year award went to Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert and not Vikings receiver Justin Jefferson. Um, just, Just what was your... Initial uh, just takeaway or reaction to this? I think a lot of people responded with anger. And (laughs) I I mean, when you look at what Jefferson did last year, yeah. I I mean, why not? I think Will Raggett's of uh, Sports Illustrated. I think that's the, I'm not sure what the, I think it is a Sports Illustrated. But regardless, he said that, you know, you look at Justin Herbert, he's like a middle of the road quarterback, but he put up really good numbers. I mean, you look at all the rookie records and everything else, like the, he has the numbers to win the award, but he was like a top 15 quarterback. Justin Jefferson was a top five receiver or receiver in the entire league, mm-hmm. like 1400 yards. He's blowing away. Randy Moss. Who's like mm-hmm. the gold standard of rookie receiver seasons. Mm-hmm. Like I, I kind of don't know what he needs to do to get above a quarterback because you know, I, I mean, going seven and nine didn't help, but the Chargers had the same record. Yep. It's just a quarterback-driven league, so I, I think that it was almost expected. I did not expect it to be a landslide like it was, Mm-mm. forty-one to nine. That's just absurd. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. It's it was just a super weird feeling where it was just like, wh- what? But it's just the league we live in today. Yeah, it's interesting because I think. Last year, Kyler Murray won it, and I don't remember him having like this amazing season. And I think a lot of people wanted, I think Josh Jacobs from the Raiders uh, felt like he should have won it. So that was another thing where it seems like quarterbacks, you know, if if you're a rookie and you do well in the league, then you're going to probably have the the clear path to getting that that rookie of the year award. And Justin Herbert, it didn't really matter if his team was good or not. Um, you know, not that the Vikings were amazing. Uh, this season either obviously like you mentioned they had the same record as as the Chargers but it didn't seem like you know I don't I don't don't really know how they evaluate rookie of the year if they look at it more of like was he like the most valuable rookie or was he did he just have the best season of of any rookie and if he if they think he had the best season of of any rookie in the league this season that's false because Justin Jefferson had the better season he had the one of the best rookie seasons ever and I understand Justin Herbert broke the touchdown records or or whatever. And, and I was even thinking about this today, how maybe are we overrating touchdown passes at this point? It's getting to the point where 
that might be a stat that's becoming a little overrated because you see guys like Aaron Rodgers and stuff throwing three-yard touchdown passes when typically those would have just been handed off to the running back and, and punched those in. So I was like, maybe we shouldn't consider touchdown passes to be like the definitive you know, decider in something, but obviously Aaron Rodgers, he threw 49 or whatever. That's that's still impressive. Um, but with Herbert, they're like, that was the big thing. Like, oh, he, he broke the rookie touchdown record that was set like two years ago. Um, yeah, where where Justin Jefferson broke this this rookie receiving record that that was looked at as something that probably wasn't ever going to be broken, at least not as quickly as it was, and he did it with in a passing offense that wasn't you know the focal point of the the team's offensive scheme, um, and he didn't he technically probably wasn't the team's number one receiver for most of the year, I believe that you know you could say Adam Thielen was that guy. Um, but obviously, people are gonna be like, "Well, you guys are biased because you know you're right and 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 root for the Vikings, so you're gonna pick uh, Justin Jefferson." But a lot of people, a lot of national writers, or whatever, came out yesterday and were like, "You know, Justin Herbert had a good season, but it should have gone to Justin Jefferson." Yeah, it, I mean, you look at every other outlet, like Pro Football Focus, had him as his rookie of the year. Uh, Justin mm-hmm. Jefferson, that is. Sports, uh, the Sporting News. Had Justin Jefferson as the rookie mm-hmm. of the year. Like there were a lot of national publications like that guy's the rookie of the year. And these AP writers who I don't know where they come from. I don't <laughs> know if they like watch every game or who gets the votes. But I mean, it was just like, nope, Justin Herbert. And it's like, I'm not trying to knock Justin Herbert's season. I mean, what he did coming yeah. in, especially, I mean, when he came out of the draft, like I watched a film room for Brett Coleman. I'm like, this guy's Mitchell Trubisky. He's very... Yeah uneven very on un- and Oregon just wasn't asking him to throw the ball downfield for whatever mm-hmm. reason so I mean you can also bring that back to Jefferson he didn't even play the first two games right like they thought BC Johnson was a thing and they had Jefferson sit on the bench so well Herbert got in I don't because know. Their, their doctor or whatever stabbed <laughs> Tyrod Taylor <laughs> Do- Dr. Nick screwed up before the so, game you know, and tried to puncture Tyrod's lungs who, but yeah. uh, let me ask you this who do you think will have the better career in the NFL it depends on uh, what the Chargers do around Herbert like I, I want to see what Herbert does now that Anthony Lynn is gone because yeah. he liked to chuck the ball as well. He liked to run. They had Pep Hamilton as his offensive coordinator, who's kind of proven himself to be a quarterback guru. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I want to see what happens in LA if they turn the corner somehow. Uh, as far as Jefferson goes, you know who's throwing passes to him? Is it mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins? The next couple of years seemed to work well last year. Um, is it you know? Do they have like the Randy Moss type? lull in his career where he's catching passes from Gus Farrat and uh Kelly you know Holcomb. other Kerry co- Collins or whatever like <laughs> it's a good question I I think both of them are going to be you know very good players in the NFL as far as their whole career is concerned but I I don't know I I think they're pretty even yeah I don't know I look at like a franchise like the Chargers and how they've had a bunch of talent come through there but they haven't been able to maybe capitalize on it and I don't know if that has to do with coaching or the ownership and, and what they want to do with the franchise, because I'm from San Diego and people down here obviously aren't big fans of the ownership for many yeah. reasons. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you look at someone like the Damian Tomlinson they had in there, they had Phillip Rivers in there, and I don't even think they made, they might have made one AFC championship uh, yeah. through that, that, that whole run. 
So you look at someone like Herbert and you're like, you know, he, I think he could have a good career. I just, I just don't know just because of the, the franchise that he's with. And I don't know how much they're going to help him um, in terms of, you know, giving him weapons instead of maybe signing a big high priced free agent that's going to sell more tickets. You know? Yeah. And I think the other thing is too, like sometimes we kind of overrate these awards. I think partially because how RG3? the Vikings season went. Yeah, I, I mean, how the Vikings season went, we were clinging to this Offensive Rookie of the Year award. Like, he deserves this. We need this, whatever. And yeah. you, you know what? I would just rather have Jefferson have a good 10-year, you know, hopefully longer, like 10-year career where he does something in this vein rather than one good rookie year wins rookie of the year and then falls off the face of the year. I don't think that would have happened, mm -hmm. but I think that, you know, we're just kind of, we're looking for some positive news here in Minnesota because mm -hmm. we, we really don't get much these days. No, um, that's for sure. And I, I, I think Jefferson, he's, he's on track to have a, a great career in this, this, he commented on, uh, you know, after the award was given, he was like, okay, you know, thanks. Thanks for that. So now he's got some, some good motivation and, he can come out and be even better next year. Pissed off Justin Jefferson. I want to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, also during the award show, the 2021 Pro Football Hall of Fame class was announced. And unfortunately, former Vikings defensive end Jared Allen was not among those selected to be inducted. Instead, the the Hall of Fame class consisted of you know Peyton Manning, Charles Woodson, Calvin Johnson, Drew Pearson, a favorite of Vikings fans, uh, Alan Fanica, Bill Nunn, John Lynch, and uh, Tom Flores. Uh, based on the people who were selected, do you think Alan maybe should have been part of the 2021 class over someone who got the nod? Uh, so I think the voting process is they pick eight guys, right? Right. So so let's let's go through them here just very quick. So Peyton Manning... Yes, I would have taken him over Jared Allen. Charles Woodson, I would have taken him over Jared Allen. Uh, Calvin Johnson would have taken him over Jared Allen. Um, Drew Pearson was a senior selection, so I don't think that. And I'm not qualified enough to like know what Pearson did over his career, other than pushing off he of pushed a modern shot. <laughs> so, I, like, funny story: my grandpa and my uncle were actually at that game. And you know how they tell talk about the dude with the Windsor bottle, and they they actually have a name for the guy that. I don't know if you know this living out in California, New York, but mm -hmm. I, apparently there was a guy who was in the upper deck and he had a bottle of Windsor and he chucked it so far. It smoked a ref in the head uh, after that play. <laughs> so that's kind of like our little thing. They have a guy associated with that, but I'm pretty sure it was my grandpa because like that, <laughs> that probably would have been something he had done. But um, funny. yeah, I mean, Tom Flores, veterans committee. Uh, who else? Uh, John Lynch. Yeah, I, I mean, I think Barber deserved it more than Lynch. Yeah, but oh, I, I think sure, they both sure. should go in. Like that's the thing. Like Jared Allen's going to get into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, eventually. So, yeah. So, I mean, you look at the sack totals, and like the guys ahead of them are like the only guys that have more sacks that aren't in the Hall right now are guys that are going to get in. So, like Julius Peppers, right. uh, Demarcus Ware. I yep. think there's one more, but I mean. He's going to get in it like really. Mm. Yeah. Do you want to get in on the first ballot? It probably feels good, but I, I mean, sometimes it's just a timing issue. Like, and what do you think about Calvin Johnson getting in? Oh, hell like, yeah. Yeah. Like seriously, Calvin Johnson was like, I mean, he had a nickname after a freaking transformer. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
you know, and, and I mean, setting all those records and stuff like that's the scary part. It, he could probably throw on some pads and put up a thousand yards today. Like if he wanted to just Detroit yeah. had screwed that up so bad that he was just like, screw this. I'm done. Like same, same way Matthew Stafford said that. And now he's a Los Angeles Ram. Like, I think that Kelvin Johnson could have like shattered most of the records in the NFL. He would have threatened Jerry Rice, in my opinion. But yeah, he, he's one of the greatest receivers of all time. He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. All right. So on, on Saturday night, the uh, the 2020 Coach of the Year Award went to former Vikings offensive coordinator Kevin Stefanski after leading the Browns to the playoffs in his first season with the team. I think it was the first time the Browns made the playoffs since like 2002. So yeah. uh, quite the uh, streak that was snapped. Um, how, how should Vikings fans feel about Stefanski winning this award? Do you think Minnesota should re- regret not making Stefanski their, their head coach last year? Or do you think you know they maybe would have had a similar season uh, to what they had this year, no matter you know if they had Mike Zimmer or Stefanski in charge of the team? You know, look, thinking about it, because, I mean, my initial reaction was like, of course, he won coach of the year. Like, that's just how it works. When people leave Minnesota, <laughs> they get these otherworldly energy and they they become household names. Like, look at Mike Tomlin. But I think with Kevin Stefanski, would the offense have performed the same way? Yeah, I, I don't think much would have changed with the offense with Kevin Stefanski in charge. I think it would have been tough to compete with the Vikings defense the way that it was where you have two rookie corners, you have everything. The only thing that I think would have been better for the Vikings would be the in-game management and decision-making where Stefanski kind of lends a little more creativity as far as getting his players touches. Um, Maybe there's a situation where he looks at Stefan Diggs and goes, Hey man, like I I know you're angry, whatever I'm in charge now. Let's get you some of that. I mean, he gave, Odell Beckham, a couple of reverses in that Dallas game, or like he was having him throw the ball. Like Mm -hmm. I think Kevin Stefanski would have kind of smoothed that over. It worked out for Vikings because, you know, the Eagles took Jalen Rieger and we got Justin Jefferson. So it it worked out fine. But I think that, yeah, I I think that that defense, man, that would have been a problem no matter who was the head coach. So I think it would have helped offensively, but I mean, the defense was just so bad. I don't know. (laughs) Well, thank you. I, I think a lot of people can can take that, uh, you know, Stefanski won Coach of the Year thing and just, you know, run with it and be like, well, look, the Vikings should have kept him. They would have, you know, been 12-4 and four and then, you know, gone in the playoffs. Would you feel better with Stefanski right now, considering he's, how old is he, 39, 30, 40? Around there, yeah, 38, 39. Younger, younger head coach, um, so maybe, I, like, here's the thing, like, coaches don't stick around for decades at a time. Like, Bill Belichick's the anomaly. Yeah, Tom like, and, and most. Yeah, and, most coaches uh, are going to last, like, seven years. Pete Carroll, yeah. You know? Like, Mike Zimmer has. The fact yeah, he's on year even, eight is pretty good. Even, yeah, look, look at Andy Reid. He's on, he's on his second team. Um, right. Because eventually, you know, your fan base and your franchise or whatever gets gets sick of you. So, um, I don't know. That's tough so, be- because I think I definitely think the Vikings. I think the Vikings defense would have been even worse um, if Stefanski was in charge because we just don't know who would have been in charge of that defense. And I think Zimmer got you know as squeezed as much out of that defense as possibly could be squeezed out of it. Um, it was just like Eric Kendricks was holding it all together, and then when he left, you know everything just fell apart. Um, but 
I don't know. It's a tough. That's a tough question. I, I, I don't. I just. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe because he is younger, it would have been better to have him in there. But I just think the timing didn't work out. Where you know Mike Zimmer is just not ready to to be done yet. Um, um, despite you know maybe some of his his health concerns, which he should probably you know a normal person would probably retire if you know they they're losing their eyesight and you know barely sleep at all. Um, but uh, I don't know. I. I'm really, I'm really not sure. I just think the timing was, was not good to pick one side or the other. But going back to, to Justin Jefferson, he recently had a chat with fan-sided's Mark Carmen, and it seems like the rookie receiver might have, you know, let the cat out of the bag a little bit and leaked the, uh, that the Vikings will be naming Clint Kubiak their new offensive coordinator um are you fine with the vikings just promoting from within and, and making clint kubiak the new oc or do you think they maybe should have pursued someone else i don't know about who would be available that could be part of this, eric the enemy like, no yeah well <laughs> no the chiefs are in. chiefs are resigning him i saw this morning if you're eric b enemy why would you leave that post yeah. like unless it's a head coaching job like i i never really understood why people were throwing that out but I mean, like Anthony Lynn might have been it. Like from Mike Zimmer's standpoint, if he's really on the hot seat, does he really want to bring in a former head coach there right. to like, you know, kind of tinker with things? And then, oh, there's this guy right behind me. It's kind of like how Mike Zimmer brought in offensive consultants for years. Well, I right think they're still doing his do- offensive coordinator. Thing. I, think, I think they're still doing that, though, too. I think the I think Ben Gessling or whatever from Star Tribune tweeted out that they're still looking for like senior offensive people or senior defensive people like they had last year with capers and they had previously with Kubiak, I think. And you can look at someone like Hugh Jackson as maybe someone who comes in and, and does that. <laughs> what's the, what's the, uh, interview process for that? Like, are you old? Hey, yeah. what, are you over? 60? Are you, <laughs> you're hired. <laughs> you have your, what your AARP card or whatever. What is your run to pass pass ratio on second and long? Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. through the roof. Let's get you in here. Yeah. <laughs> Do you so, hate John Filippo? Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that the Vikings want, they, they've seen what happens when you promote with, from within, you know, look at Pat Shermer and, and Kevin Stefanski and how those both worked out. Um, and then even even Kubiak, you know, that and that worked out. So I think they like to keep guys that are already there, already familiar with what Mike Zimmer wants to do. Uh, with his offense, regardless of who's in charge of it, you know you're gonna you're gonna have to emphasize the run, no matter you know how much you know how well you're able to run the passing offense. The the run game is gonna be the focus, and so by getting Clinton there, he already knows what what Zimmer wants out of an offense, you know. But maybe because he's what 33, he can offer maybe some some modernness to to the Vikings offense. I think that's maybe some of the things they were lacking a bit when they had. Gary Kubiak um, in charge and he was running stuff, you know, that he ran with, with John Elway and Terrell Davis in, in 1998 where it's like, well, you know, maybe we can mix in some different stuff here instead of, you know, just the same stuff you've been running for 20 years. Not that it doesn't work, but um, there were times where, you know, defenses were able to just figure them out easier. And I think maybe Clint can offer a, a different kind of perspective while doing some of the sort of the same things. All right, former Vikings head coach Brad Childress, uh, he recently shared some thoughts on uh, Kirk Cousins, and Childress believes that cu- that Cousins has what it takes to to lead the Vikings to the Super Bowl. Um, so 
do you agree with 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 Childress? And and if not, why don't you think that that Cousins could be the guy to help the Vikings get back to the Super Bowl? So I was talking about this on the Homer Horn, my podcast with mm-hmm. Renee Esparza mm-hmm. uh, last week, and, and we kind of agreed. Like the thing with Kirk that we. I don't want to say don't really like, but the thing that kind of detracts us in our mind is that the lack of a killer instinct. And I mean, you know, he had the playoff win against New Orleans. and That's good. That's great. And you saw the two game winning drives this this year. And he won a Monday night football game. Mm-hmm. The Monday night football game he won was against the Chicago Bears, who had absolutely no offense at that point in the hey, season. That's a playoff team. He, yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> uh, and then you also, his come from behind wins, or excuse me, his co- uh, game winning drives were against Jacksonville, where the Vikings had like 10 chances previously. And mm-hmm. on that game winning drive, it was Dalvin up the middle, Dalvin up the middle, Dalvin mm-hmm. up the middle. And Carolina, where, I mean, yeah, that's a good one. But I mean, those are teams that should have been put away before that situation. So he could have I mean, had, one, he could I, have had I, some I, against the Titans, too. Right? He had, the Titans and then yeah. the Vikings let them score and same thing with the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. So he could yeah. add a couple more. Yeah. I, I mean, I just, I think that there's just not like you look at Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and they kind of have the same dorky factor that cousins has, which I think turns a lot of fans off. But I mean, the thing about Rodgers and Brady is that it's like Superman going into the phone booth and like changing. Like, I just don't ever see that with Kirk where it's just like, Kirk's coming to kill someone right now. Like that, that's kind of it. That's where I kind of go in that way. So, I mean, anybody could get to the Super Bowl. I mean, Rex Grossman got to a freaking <laughs> Bowl. Can he win the Super Bowl? I, I, I don't know. I, and I'm not, I'm not saying Kirk Cousins is Rex Grossman, but I, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he threw for 4,000 yards and 35 touchdowns. We just got done saying how passing touchdowns were overrated, but mm-hmm. like, I, I like here's the thing I don't think he's trash like no. everybody talks about him being traded and like I've been on the boat I'm like yeah if you could find a good deal do it and then I started thinking I'm like well what quarterbacks would you want to do it and I'm like okay Deshaun Watson uh Jack but I don't think he's available no. uh and then the rest of the list all of them were graded lower than Cousins like I don't want to trade Cousins just to get cap room so we get pick eight take a rookie quarterback, hope he works out, and, oh, yeah, we got Drew Locke. Like, no. Like, I, I'd rather <laughs> stick with Cousins in that scenario than roll with Drew Locke for a year and be like, oh, he sucks after six games. Uh, mm-hmm. Trey Lance, come on in. You're not ready, but, hey, let's give it Yeah, which is why, um, you know, Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman probably aren't going to pursue a trade that involves Kirk Cousins because – they're going to be on the hot seat and and they need to make the playoffs next year or else they're probably gone. Um, so I think some of the people throwing out all those, the crazy trade rumors or whatever, um, you know, to get more followers aren't uh, thinking about how Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman are probably like, um, not going to happen. My worst fear with like a potential cousins train, like I'm on board with doing it. I'm on board with calling teams. Yeah. What do you need? What you could get. What do you need in return? To, to I did. I saw an interesting deal that the Panthers offered. I yeah, actually it had, right it had Teddy and like yeah. a number eight pick and another Teddy first, number eight pick and a fifth rounder. A fifth. Okay. I mean, that's not that's not bad. Then you can draft your quarterback of the oh, future. Mike Zimmer Teddy's would be back, so whatever, happy. 
He he honestly would. He he would <laughs> love the fact. Like that's the problem. They they probably wouldn't take a, a quarterback. They'd probably take like two corners with their high picks. Like <laughs> I got Teddy back. Teddy's my guy. Like you know, but. I, yeah, I mean, if it's a deal, I don't want the Vikings to make a move that is part of a bigger move and get caught in a hot potato situation. So let's yeah. say the San Francisco trade. That's the popular one, right? <laughs> let's say the Vikings trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. comes here. It's okay. like, okay, the next the next part is to deal him to the Patriots and, you know, get more picks so we could say trade for Deshaun Watson. Let's let's yeah. just throw that out. But somebody brought up to me, it's like, well, wouldn't the Patriots just want to go get Deshaun Watson if mm-hmm. that's the case? Like, mm-hmm. why would they want Jimmy Garoppolo? And, you know, I don't want the Vikings to think they can make three or four successive moves NBA style to accumulate assets and then go get Deshaun Watson only to have him say, nah, I'm not really feeling Minnesota. Yeah, isn't there? I think there's a report. It might have been like, Doogie that uh, came out and yeah. said that Watson wouldn't. Um, you know, release his no trade clause or whatever to to come to the Vikings. So, yeah, I wouldn't want I wouldn't want to be in a situation where it's just like, well, now Sean Manning's our quarterback. We have all these picks. Um, <laughs> you know, that would just kind of suck. Yeah. No. Um. One of my other questions was, you know, what what's what sort of compensation would the Vikings even get in a trade uh, involving Cousins, or could they get? Um. You know, people look at the the Matthew Stafford. Uh, deal and how he got two. They got two first round picks, and a lot of people were like, "Well, he got they got two because you know one was to just take Jared Goff and, and his his contract." Um, but I feel like if someone like Stafford can get two first round picks, you know, I I feel like the Vikings had, would have to at least get one first round pick and have that pick be higher than than what they currently have right now, which is at number 14. And then I was going to ask you about, you know, is there a quarterback that's on the trade block right now that you think the Vikings should look into acquiring? And and based on what, what you've said, it, it doesn't sound like they should pursue someone like Derek Carr or or Carson Wentz, which you predicted he would be on the Vikings next year. Um, I did. But what about what about maybe someone like Sam Darnold, who's younger? Um, and maybe you, don't, maybe you don't have to give up as much to get... Ex- but actually, I don't know. Maybe the Jets are going to be like, no, you, you can have him, but it's got to be a first round pick. Yeah. If you're giving up a first round pick for Sam Darnold, my answer is no. No. Um, like if you can get him on the cheap somehow, like if you bring in Darnold, have him back up cousins for a little while. And it's a deal where if it doesn't work out, you're just like, eh, okay. Like I, I'm okay with dealing for him. If you have to give up a whole, I mean, remember the Vikings don't have a second round pick this year. Right. So not a lot I mean, to, uh, odds of it happening are slim, but yeah, they have two thirds. I, yeah, no, no way I would deal first round pick to get Sam Darnold. Yeah. I, I feel the same way as well. It's, it's, it's fun to think about trade scenarios, you know, get all Madden in the off season and, and do whatever you want to think of how you could build, essentially a fantasy team, but you know, and there's stuff like the salary cap and where players, you know, where players want to play actually these days is, is actually important because, you know, look at someone like Sean Watson he's like, yeah, cool. I, I don't want to go where anywhere where you guys want me to go. I want to go where I want to go. Um, and I don't know mm-hmm. if that was the case much in the past. Um, you know, I don't think the Vikings sought out to trade, 
Stefan Diggs directly to the Bills, but I think that worked out because he's in the AFC and he can't really do much damage to them. So that kind of just worked out for the Vikings. But there's there's other players who have forced their way to teams like they're, you know, like you look at James Harden and he 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 got his way and got on the nets. And I think some of that stuff's starting to happen more in the NFL. Uh, but to finish off today, the Super Bowl is tonight. But this episode is going to be, re- be released after the game. So we'll get to find out. If you're right or not with with your prediction, I'm going to ask you for. So, who do you have winning the Super Bowl tonight, the Bucks or the Chiefs? I had 38-35 Kansas City. Ooh, I think it's going to be a shootout. I think Tampa Bay is going to try and outshoot the Chiefs in the first half. I think we'll see a lot of points, and then things will tighten up. It'll get more strategic in the second half. Uh, but I think the Chiefs just. I don't know. Patrick Mahomes, man. I, I know Tampa Bay is playing fantasy football and everything with their roster, but Patrick Mahomes is just playing good. And, and I mean, even when the chips are down, he's going to find a way to win. And I think, too, this is this. I really thought this out. Tampa Bay loves to blitz. They see an offensive line that's starting Mike Remmers at right tackle. <laughs> so they're going to try and attack that offensive line. But if they send their linebackers, it's going to be wide open in the middle of the field for Travis Kelsey. So I think while Tariq Hill or Tyreek Hill, excuse me. I don't know why I said Tariq, but Tyreek Hill uh, had that monster game in the first one. I think it's Travis Kelsey's turn this time, and I think that Kelsey will walk away with Super Bowl MVP if if they actually allow a quarterback not to win it. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, yeah, if if, Mo, if Kelsey wins it, he's got to have, like, four touchdowns because if, if Mahomes has four touchdowns in there to, to Hill and, and – Two of them go to Kelsey, but Kelsey has like 150 yards receiving. Kelsey's not going to get that um, MVP. That's just not going to happen. But yeah, like you mentioned, Tyreek Hill in the first game, he had 269 receiving yards against the Bucks and three touchdowns. Uh, Mahomes went for 462 and uh, three touchdowns. So uh, yeah, the Bucks got to figure either figure out a way to keep up with the Chiefs or or figure something out to get pressure on him, uh, which they can because they got JPP and, and Shaq Barrett and Antoine Winfield Jr. Maybe he can bring some some pressure as well. Um, so they got I – like, I like their defense. You know, Todd Bowles, he's not shy about uh, blitzing. I'm, I'm just hoping for a good game. You know, that's, that's what I want. I'm, the game starts out here at, you know, like 3.30. So, you know, nice to watch it and then – uh, you know, and, and then there's no football for what, uh, August. So that's what, like yeah. s- seven, seven months away. Um, unless, you know, you want to watch CFL. I don't know if that's going to be back up and running this year or they got, is the XFL coming back? Is it this year or is it, uh, in 2020? I think it's one more year. One more so year? the rocks, the rocks really getting his, you know, ducks in a row. So yeah, yeah, which they should because, you know, Absolutely. It's, got, it's got a lot of potential because the, the NFL doesn't have a minor league and, and they can offer maybe like some of these college kids, like, you know, instead of staying at college and not getting paid anything, you can come play in the XFL and actually, you know, be compensated for putting your body on the line. And it was popular. Like, it, it honestly, it had a following. Oh, yeah. And like, I, I don't think you could say that about the first iteration of the XFL is they were taking steps in the right direction. So, I don't know. When when you're switching from uh, Vince McMahon, who uses his own catchphrases in text, apparently, <laughs> in business deals, uh, to, no, uh, to The Rock, who might actually use. That'd be hilarious if The Rock used his catchphrases. Like, Oh, by the way, what did you think of the, the Royal Rumble? 
lot of people are mad. Ed's won, and yeah, I don't I'm, get it. I'm I don't I don't like that. You got you got. He's not a full timer. I don't I don't I know the I know they like to do that stuff around WrestleMania and bring back the old guys because they know people will, will watch or whatever. But you know what's going to happen after WrestleMania is Edge going to stick around and be in all those pay per views? Because I don't I don't think he is. I feel like it's a little bit different um to Edge than compared to some of the other ones, just because yeah. he was out for so long, he came back from injury. Um, is this sort of yeah, making up? I mean, is this sort of making up maybe for last year and how crappy it was? And so they're like, well, okay, since you know we didn't have the WrestleMania that we wanted with you, you know, maybe we can just do it better this year. We'll give you a second chance. Well, and I felt like Edge was going to get in the title picture because he's mentioned it before. Like I never lost the title. So, I mean, there was a title shot coming at some point. I mean, like, I, to have you know, Edge get the title shot now, like, you can have, da- let's say Daniel Bryan's going to get a title shot. You can have him work through the system, work pay-per-views, and eventually wind up in WrestleMania. You can't do that with Edge because he's a part-timer. So, mm-hmm. to have him win the Rumble, and, and I feel like the other guys that I wanted to win were just a year away. Like, Daniel Bryan's not in that category, but I mean, like, Big E was a guy I wanted to see win. Jay Uso was another guy yeah. that I thought really could have won. But I think it's a year too early since they just kind of formed that bloodline stable and you got Jimmy coming back. Um, there, there's a lot of guys next year that I would hope get elevated a little bit. So, I mean, to have Edge this year, it's fine. I like the story. And if it's Edge versus Roman Reigns, I mean, I, I'll enjoy the ride to WrestleMania. That will be it a was, great uh, storyline. It was annoying because I had Seth Rollins winning. Um and of course, he's <laughs> the last guy. Well, not actually, Randy Orton was, but pretty much the last. And I was like, all right, I got it right. Because I, I knew he was going to come back because it's been a while and he's not the one who had the baby. So he can come back for just this one and then take a couple weeks off. Um, and he would have the whole S.H.I.E.L.D. storyline between him and, and Roman. Um, but I would like, I would like the, the, I would be fine with Edge winning if he does sort of what, what Charlotte did last year and goes for the NXT title. And I think that would be something different. Um, Edge against Balor, huh? Yeah, because, that'd, be, that'd be a fun match to see, I think. But because, yeah. because I just don't see what the, what, what they're going to go on. If he goes against Roman Reigns, I guess you could do like spear versus spear or whatever. Um, and then they did that last year. Yeah. Yeah. And def- with Goldberg. Def- yeah. And definitely not, Drew McIntyre, I just don't think there's a whole lot of potential, and they're already setting up something there. I think for him and Sheamus, um, mm. but man, we've been having some some wrestling talk on the end of these episodes. The last couple of weeks, last week we had Adam Carlson on. We predicted who the Rumble winners would be, and I think we, when you were on here before, we talked about wrestling. It's very similar to NFL offseason talk. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, it could go in 20 different directions. And, you know, you can fantasy book the way you want. Yeah, yeah. Like, Rumble the Mania is like our offseason, technically. Although, it's like their playoffs. It's like their lead up to the Super Bowl. So, like, for people who are like, oh, man, this they probably turned it off by now. But, I mean, you know, (laughs) oh, yeah, I hate wrestling, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it's basically the same thing. But we get to do it year-round. Yeah, this is playoff season. Yeah. Yeah, and then WrestleMania so. is the Super Bowl in the same stadium that the Super Bowl is in tonight. Very uh, true. And then yeah, with Bianca Belair, I, I I predicted she would win too, but I think everyone saw that coming with the way they were building her up. Um, and then she's got that good potential. I think obviously she's going to pick Sasha uh, to go up against, and that'll be I think that'll be great. Hopefully, both of them are able to stay healthy before WrestleMania because 
Sasha's known for getting a little hurt out there. So hopefully she, they can keep her healthy. Um, and then on the Raw side, I don't know what they're going to do with that championship. Is Asuka's the champ? Like, is Alexa, Alexa Bliss going to win it? And something that yeah, like Becky Lynch going to come back? Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Probably Bex. She's got to get I mean, cleared, though. She just had a, yeah, she had a baby like two months ago, so she's got to get yeah, cleared. Yeah, she first. had the kid in December, but they're saying she's training. Oh, so, yeah, I've seen pictures yeah, of her, her training and stuff, but yeah, it's a different story getting in the ring. Uh, but they don't, she just probably doesn't even have to wrestle until WrestleMania, and that's what? That's in April? Is that, it's two, right. it's two she, days this year, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's a two night show, which is awesome because when it's like seven hours like yeah, 30, it gets a little old. you're 35 wise you're in the main event and you're like oh, okay <laughs> i fell i fell asleep during the triple threat match and that wasn't anything toward against the performers or the fact it was a women's match no i was i was dead tired i was yeah. like i woke up and i'm like oh becky won <laughs> have you, you have you been to wrestlemania i have not i've been to a royal rumble yeah. and that was a blast yeah. like when this pandemic's over I'm definitely going to try and hit up another Royal Rumble because that was just, it, it's like, you know, if you go to the Minnesota State Fair and watch people, it's the same thing. Yeah. Like you, you just see people that you're just like, what the heck is wrong with you? Or have you <laughs> left your mom's basement before? <laughs> like you do get some of that, but you also meet a lot of cool people. So, yeah, yeah I think, I, I think I mean, Wrestle- it's a blast. I think WrestleMania is coming to L.A. in like two or three years. So I think I might want to at least venture up there to check out all the festivities. Maybe not go to the event, but uh, I'll ch- at least check out what's going on on there. They always have stuff going on, like exhibits and all that stuff. So I mean, hopefully check that out. My sons will be older. They'll probably think it's cool, and they'll be like, these are superheroes. Um, just like I was when I was younger. I thought Hulk Hogan was amazing, and, and Snooka was amazing, but you know, he's a murderer now. Um, but <laughs> um, yeah, all right. That's going to do it for us today. Uh, make sure to follow the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, follow Chris on Twitter. What's your What's your handle, Chris? Uh, I am now at the, at the real Chris Shad. I saw. That. So I changed I changed it up a little bit to play off my name, so people knew who it was. But we still got the Homer Horn handle. It's at the Homer Horn. You can keep up and follow the podcast there. But I do most of my dealings at the real now yeah do you have you own any future guests that are coming on your your podcast the homer horn uh we got tom schreier and yeah we're working on a couple of people here there you so go. tom schreier from yeah. zone coverage mm-hmm. formerly of the he made some appearances on the now defunct uh zone coverage football machine podcast yeah, uh, definitely a bummer <laughs> yeah sad, sad to see that go I, I enjoyed listening to that podcast uh every week but you know Sam's moving on, Arif's moving on, so uh, we'll have to keep an eye out where they go, and uh, check out Chris's stuff on, on Zone Coverage, too. He writes for them, and he covers stuff, the Vikings for us, too, right here at the Viking Age, so go check all that out, uh, but until next time, we will talk to you later. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.